Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleep but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh? Yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the church five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This is deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but you started trying to reach, huh? But after him who's able to possess your father by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is this prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Why don't you tell the listeners who you are and 
if you like to fish or what you do, tell tell everybody who you are, man. And then we'll All right. Well, m- my name is uh, Tim Houston, and I'm uh, a vocalist, uh, singer, songwriter. I um, some of my hobbies are. You know, writing music, uh, recording. Um, I I love to take the trips up into the mountains. Like I said, I'm here in Colorado, so it's beautiful all the time. You can just take a trip and kind of lose the real world for a while, and um, you know, just kind of regroup and relax a little bit and go up and see the mountains and. Then, you know, there's the other part that, uh, you know, I like to do the work. I like to get on stage. I like to play the songs for the people and hope they like them. And uh, mainly, um, you know, I just really uh, enjoy hanging out with my family. And, you know, they're very supportive. And, you know, they're behind me, whatever whatever I decide to do. So that's a blessing from God right there. Right, right. You know, so, yeah, I just um been doing this a long time and hopefully I get to do it a a lot longer and yeah, I'm just uh we're ready to go, Lamont. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, you sound like a fantastic guy, man. I'm honored to meet well, you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're uh we're excited about the new the new year and we've been We've been uh, we've been on a little break. Um, <clears throat> we've had some some family, you know. Uh, my guitar player Ruben's father passed from cancer a couple months ago, wow. and uh, you know my mother passed about three weeks ago from cancer. Also, but we're kind of regrouping, no, kind of getting everything here, back together. Thank yeah, you, so I, thank you. Yeah, Sorry to hear that, man. And prayers up to you and your family, man, because I know. Oh how traumatic that can be, you know, even though we know one day we all got to go that way, but nevertheless, we're not ready. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm uh, fortunate to have a good family and friends and uh, they got me through it, you know, and uh, we uh, took a little break. We usually take a break around Christmas because, you know, of course, we all have children, and we like to take that time, you know, Christmas, New Year's, spend it with the family, and then get back to work, you know. Right. So, yeah, we're kind of almost done with our break now. We're uh, we're about another two weeks out, and we get back to playing shows and heading back in the studio to do another five songs. Hey, when you take a break, do you ever really feel like you're taking a break? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you never do because you're always thinking, you know. I'm always calling the agent, hey, what do we got going on? And, you know, hey, I got this idea for a song, and you're talking to the band. So, yeah, you never really feel like you're taking a break, but at least you get to – you know, not put on pants and hang out around the house. <laughs> yeah, well, I already look. I already knew the answer to that one, but I just wanted you to say it so everybody else could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. You're right about that. So, so oh. the topic we were talking about metal to Motown. I mean, uh, what uh-huh. is your reference? What is your reference with that? Well, 
you know, uh, when I was uh, about uh, 19, 18 or 19, I was at a party and uh, I was over by the stereo, as usual, singing along to, uh, gosh, I don't even remember what it was. And a guy came up to me and said, hey, I have this band and, uh, you know, we have an agent and I really like your voice. Would you like to audition? And I said, well, yeah. And so I went over there and uh, I got in this band, a band called Teaser out of Toledo, Ohio. And we started doing all the top 40. And then uh, a little later on down the road after that dissolved, I got into a more of a hard rock touring band. You know, I was kind of intrigued about the the uh, the hard rock, the metal, you know, the distorted guitars. And, and I was pretty good at, you know, singing some of the songs. and But I grew up, uh, as you might know, I don't know, you know, Toledo, Ohio is about 50 miles outside of Detroit. Mm-hmm. So the first music that I heard and fell in love with was Motown. You know, it was all over the radio there, and it was Marvin and Smokey and... You know, James Brown and all the bad dudes. And uh, so I was always had that in my head. But this hard rock thing had the, it had the edge and the girls seemed to like it. And it was loud and, (laughs) and, (laughs) you know, and I, uh, I kind of got into it. And um, so I did that for a a while, you know, I, I had some, pretty good victories with that and I you know so that's kind of where I came up with the from metal to Motown because once I decided a few years back that I was I was done putting on the tight pants and screeching and I wanted to go back to my roots you know and my roots were naturally blues and soul and and some funk thrown in there you know so that's kind of where that came from how old were you when you started? Well, you play guitar, right? Or just you're just a vocalist. Yes, yes, sir. I do. I play guitar and keyboards live, and uh, I'm the lead singer. And uh, I was probably, you know, how a lot of cats uh, when you go to church on Sundays, you know, you get your little friends and you're all standing around and talking about how you're going to be, you know, famous and everything. And I just happened to find a couple of cats that were a drummer and a bass player and I played a little guitar and I was about 13 and we started playing these, you know, these barbecues and uh, these picnics that the church would have. And they'd let us, they'd let us set up our, our little equipment and play songs for them, you know? And so we just, uh, I went from there. It's, it's been a long haul, man. I, I think I was about 13 or 14. When I first played in front of people. Yeah, when you first got cursed with the music. I did. <laughs> but I noticed you mentioned uh, in, I, I noticed you mentioned in church also. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We uh we you know, we um we went quite a bit. You know, my mother was uh very religious and that was what made her happy and you know, she was actually uh, when she was younger, she was a soloist in uh, her church in the choir. And that, I was about, gosh, I think I was about 10 or 11 when she looked at me one day and she said, listen, I, 
I think you're old enough and you'll have enough respect. Here's all my all my albums and here's all my 45s. They're yours now, but you better take care of them, you know. So that's kind of what really got me into trying to emulate all these singers that I loved, you know, to try to hit the notes and hold the notes and and make sure that I, you know, I never went off key, you know, that I was solid. Wow. Yeah, you had some home training too. That's that was a blessing yes, as sir. well, you know. Yes, sir. You know, and you know, and I really hate too with uh, society now. You know, I guess in my era when I was coming up, we had a lot of music programs in school. You know, that were free. Uh-huh. You know, right. I mean, we had band, and you know, you had harmony classes and uh, just cool. choir. You know, at an early age. Right. You know, and um, now. I notice if you don't have any money to really afford to be able to send your your, your your child to a certain school or even to afford the training, you know, a lot of Absolutely. kids miss out, you know, on the public school level, you know. Yep. I think yep. I think we lose a lot of musicians, man, and I wish, you know, more people really get back into, um, you know, pushing those programs or making those programs available uh, to kids and and you know I know what happened they start throwing computers in their face you know what I mean and yep. you know how that yep. went you know the kids got computer lit and then they start sampling music and then they put the instruments down and they stop playing music you know yeah so, yeah uh, I I, I totally I, agree I, I think I would like to see it go back the other way you know they kind of back up on some of the um, the video games and start pushing bands so we can get, you know, more musicians and more songwriters absolutely. out there, more yeah, kids that absolutely. actually know how to play. And, um, you know, I think that would really help the, the, the music business and music in general, you know, because there's a lot of talented yeah, kids oh, out totally. there. Yeah, totally, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely like to see that happen. So you're, you're band now. How long have you guys been together? Uh, you know, I I got out of uh, the last thing that I was in and started this about, oh, I'd say six years ago. And I just, basically, I just hung out in my little apartment and, you know, just wrote songs. I just started writing songs and then I, I got a hold of uh, my old bass player that was in the band that I had just left. And I said, hey, you want to kind of work these up with me? And I talked to my son. And he was young, but he's he's a hell of a drummer. And I said, you want to come and play? And just let's see what happens, you know. And then, uh, yeah, about six years ago, he helped us make uh, the first four-song disc. And then he had to get back to his, his band because they were heading out on the road to, uh, I think, New Mexico, Arizona, and a couple of other places. But... Uh, I ended up finding a, a replacement, and yeah, we've been. Uh, I the lineup that I have now is uh, probably the best thing that I feel like I've ever done, and it took me about three and a half years to get these people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, about six years, I would say something like that. You wanna uh, uh, you wanna uh, mention their names, or you wanna keep them? Yeah. Secret? Uh, I got, uh, I got, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got uh, Greg Boland, who uh, was with me from the beginning on bass guitar. And I've got uh, Brian Sikora. I call him Dr. Funk on uh, 
drums. I've got Ruben Cisneros on uh, guitar and backing vocals. And then we have uh, a girl that's seen us uh, play live in front of a band she was in. And she kept saying, I, I, I got to be in your band. I got to be in your band. And I was like, yeah, but you play flute. I don't, I don't know, you know, and uh, you know, because I didn't know how it worked out, you know? And right. so we finally got her over to a rehearsal. Her name is Kelly Sheridan and she's a sweetie. She's our little sister and she, she's our flautist. She actually plays uh, keyboards live also. And uh, she's a pretty good dang bass player too. <laughs> and, That's hot. That's hot. <laughs> And she is actually, which is the really cool part about that uh, story, is she's actually from Detroit. And I told her, you know, I said, you know, sweetie, I cannot believe that we were doing the same things back home and never realized that, you know, in uh, the 2000s, we would be together writing songs in a band out playing shows. You know, it's funny how things work out, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah, it is. so she's from, you know, 15, 20 miles, maybe 30 miles from where we grew up together, kind of, but didn't know each other. So, yeah, those are my guys. Those are my dogs. And I have a great time with them because we're all friends. And then on stage, that's just a bonus. That's, that's wonderful, man. Big yes, boy sir. sent you sent you that flautist too, boy, because she you sound like she was persistent about being in the band. She she always she tells knew everybody she stalked us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She said she stalked us because you know I didn't I you know I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to be you know that guy that says no you know. And yeah. finally, after about the fourth or fifth email. She said, I'm serious. Just let me try. I'll show you what I can do. And, yeah, I think God sent her our way for uh, a yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. He knew what he yes, was sir. doing. You just, hey, look, he knew what he was doing. You just didn't know yet. Absolutely. Yeah, he didn't clue me in yet. He gave me a little slap and said, hey, listen, do this, okay? Yeah, you didn't get the memo. Well, listen, Tim, right. we got some of your music. We got... <laughs> We got some of your music queued up here, man. We're going to play Shake It Off, you know, let our listeners put their ears on that, and then we can chop it up about it. Awesome. Thank you. All right, everybody. Let the windows down. Turn the air conditioner up. Put your ears on this. It's the Tim Houston Project. This is uh, Shake It Off. Well, I've seen you underneath the
watching a Denver Broncos game and writing during the commercials and it just popped out. So I took it over to the band and they were like, uh, yeah, we can do something with this. So that's kind of how that all came about. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely like that. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. That was definitely, and y'all are the same guys played on that one. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. Every, uh, I think uh, all the songs that you have off of this album, uh, Unfinished Business, are all these guys that I'm with now. Oh, uh, yeah, we 
got a funky group of guys, man. So I can definitely Thank see you. Um, just great, great, great things in store for you. Thank you very much. That's very much appreciated, my friend. Well, it is what it is. Hey, look, what the kids say, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's right. you know what I mean? <laughs> it is what it is till it ain't, right? Yeah, until it ain't. You know what I mean? That's so. so tell me, tell me, Tim, how do you feel? You know, I know you've been, you know, in the music business for a minute. How, how do you feel about, um, you know, the internet and social media? How do you feel that all that um, has affected the music business? Well, you know, um, I uh, I believe that uh, I miss the days where you know there was agencies and and you know that had lots of connections across the country and you could just get on your bus and go and you know there's the cool thing about the internet is a lot of people can hear you all at once. But then the other part of it, you know, I believe that it takes away from the artist getting the money deserved, and there's a lot of people that are getting free stuff, and, you know, none of this is free for us, you know, it's hundreds of dollars an hour to record, you know, it, your gear is thousands of dollars, and because you want to have nice stuff, you want it to look good, and you want it to sound good. And I think that uh, the, I think there's, I don't know, bro. I think that there's some good things about uh, social media. And then I think that it's really taken away from the time. And, and I imagine you probably remember this too. Some of the best parts of going and buying the whole record was discovering those deep, cuts and reading all the liner notes and looking at all the pictures and now it seems like nobody's got time for anything you know what i mean they're just like right. all right play the song if i don't like it in, in 10 seconds i'm turning it you know it's like man just sit down shut up and listen for a minute you know but i think it's taken that away from the music business i really do i think everybody's in such a hurry that it's just it's I don't know I don't even I don't even know the word that I'm trying to to look for it's just uh there's some good but there's some bad too don't you think you know, my, yeah well you know my twist on it is because I come from the analog era you know we used to, oh, have yeah, to actually too. play you know, we could, you know, you could give them a, a milk crate or a soapbox, you know, and if you got it, you got it. You know, you didn't need Absolutely. to be uh, produced like I see a lot of artists now. You know, they can go in the studio and and you can punch in, punch out 50 million times. You know what I mean? How, I know, can, right? you not, how can you not get it right? You know what I mean? So, yep. Uh, you know, coming from that, you know, and 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 being uh, aware and involved in the old transition from when we had uh, record stores on every corner, you know, we had you know one stops, um, you know, it used to take you a week or so, you know, to get some vinyl, you know, across the pond, and yep. um, it's just even with the vinyl, you know, the 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 the, the imperfections. Were actually Love sounded it. good, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I think a lot of digital stuff, uh, a lot of digital stuff. And I tell some other friends, you know, sometimes digital music remind me of a hospital. 
I don't like the too clean smell. You know, I just don't. Yeah, you, you know? ain't lying. Yeah. I, I want to hear you breathing. You know, I want to hear your fingers on the strings. You know, there are certain things that are just real that, you know, sometimes the digital stuff, it makes it too, too clean. You you lose some yeah. of those things. You're absolutely right. You absolutely nailed it. You know, and then yeah. the other thing. I feel big, the same way. Yeah. You know, and the other big thing is, you know, you know, I, I think you mentioned something about, you know, record labels and different stuff now. You know, uh-huh. I knew I knew there was a time where you really had to play and your music had to have legs, you know, and yeah. uh uh the guys would actually come out to see you. You know what I'm saying? They'd yeah. actually come out yeah. to really see you. Now yeah. it's like if you don't if if you your your if you don't have enough hits if you don't have enough likes and if you don't have enough views, they're not even checking for you. Man, I know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And, and, and you could be the best artist in the state, but you yeah. know, and, and, and but you could be lacking on the the social part of it, that part of it, and that could be just because you yeah. haven't uh, established a team yet that that's actually handling that for you. But that has nothing to do with your music and, and your your stage performance and your abilities. You know, but these cats won't even, they, they look at your numbers, and if your numbers are press, impressive, then they say, oh, okay, let me go te- check out Tim them, see what they got happening, you know, because they got all these views, yeah. they got all these numbers. But then if that's not happening, then uh, I ain't got time. And to me, that's a disservice right. of the Internet. That's just my view. Yeah. I think I think you're exactly right. It's like It's like dealing with bankers, you know. If you ain't got enough credit, then you're out the door. So yeah, I'm I totally agree. That's a that's a good way to put it. Yes. So tell us about uh your song that you had happening in France and Italy. Oh yeah, that was back uh that was back in the middle late eighties. I was in a band called uh China White and we were you know, we were young and we were we were playing our songs and we were starting to you know, we were starting to draw six, seven, eight hundred people to a gig, you know, and back then we would rent uh, halls, you know, you could rent halls and use their security and their bartenders and throw a concert there. So we were doing that and we just happened to send out uh, 45 we made with uh, our producer Al Hirschman up in uh, Fenton, Michigan. We we recorded those songs at Grand Funk Railroad Studio, and uh, we just got start getting these playlists. And um, Shock Rock in France sent us one, and we were number eight on their charts. And then uh, about a week later, we got uh, another one from Padova, Italia in Italy. And we were number eight there also. And, you know, you got to remember back in those days, there was, there was only one rock station for all of France, one rock station for all of Italy. So we were, we were pretty proud of that. You know, we were like, Oh my God, we don't have a manager. You know, we were booking our own shows and we didn't have anybody helping us. It was just us. And we ended up with the number eight song in France and Italy for about eight or nine weeks, I think. We kept getting playlists and all this crazy fan mail from all these different countries. And uh, then, like, 
about, oh, I don't know, maybe two years ago, I found out my old bass player that was in that band sent me a, a link to the Encyclopedia of Metal Music, and uh, we were in it, you know, and they put us in the history books because uh, we ended up getting a hit song over there in France and Italy without any help, you know, no record label, no publicist, no manager, no booking agent, nothing. It was just us four little dorks, you know, goofing around and sending our music out. Well, that was worth the so, honorable. That was worth the honorable mention because that normally don't happen, right? I mean, it's just like they got they got one of our promo pictures in there and a and an article about uh, what we did and what we accomplished and how good of airplay we were having in different states and stuff, just on our own, you know. So, and like you said earlier, back in the day, you know, we. We had all those uh, music shops, and, you know, uh, we we had some places back where I'm from called the Head Shed, and there was like four or five of them in our city, and we would put our 45 in there, and they would sell out of them, you know, in a, like a few days. So we thought, well, maybe we got something going. So, yeah, that was the story behind that. That's a good indicator if you don't sit on the shelf. Because nowadays you can't sit on the shelf over five days, else it's out of there. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if oh, you can man, get it, you if you can get it in there. <laughs> yeah. Now you got to buy retail space, you know, just to get your. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just like we're uh, with sometimes we're. You know, I'm not very tech savvy when it comes to computers and everything. I use other people for that. But, you know, like I said, there's some good things, and but there's a lot of bad things, too. And it's all about the numbers. Yes. Back yes. then, it was about the music and if you could really play. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's when yeah. the stuff was pure. You know what I mean? It's exactly. raw talent. That's when it was yep. pure. So that's what I'm lobbying for, man, to get some of these instruments and get some of these uh, music programs back into, um, you know, the school, the public school level, because everybody can't afford to go to private lessons. And it's great if you can. You know, I'm not taking away from that uh, at all. But, you know, I want to make it possible for everybody. You know, and I would think, you know, more of these – should I say super, super, superstar, established artists, you know, they would even look to do stuff like that, you know. Absolutely. We've done a couple, uh, we've done a couple of, uh, over the years, um, a couple of concerts to uh, help raise money for, uh, to buy um, instruments for the schools. Right. So, yeah, we're, we're all about that, too. We're yeah, right we, with you on that. Yeah, we hear him talk about, you know, yeah, we gave them some football uniforms and all that, yeah, but we don't need to make no more gladiators. We need to make some more musicians. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't lying. (laughs) We don't need to make no more gladiators, you know what I mean? We got enough of them out there. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah, well, Tim, look, we're going to play some more of your music, man. Uh, let me see. Okay. We got, we got Them Bones, Keep Mix, and Broken. What do you suggest? Uh, well, uh, Broken is the newest single. That's the one we're 
kind of pushing, but keep. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy that. Um, that's been getting lots of, well, here we go again, lots of views and hits, you know. So, uh, yeah, I would say, well, I would hope that any one of those that you played that you would enjoy. Okay, well, why don't we do this, man, because I hope to play I hope to play them all. But we're going to save Broken for Last since that's the most recent, okay. correct? That's sure. The so we're going to play that one for last and leave that one on everybody's mind. So we're going to play. All right. Uh, let's, let's do that. Everybody, you know the drill. Let the windows down. Turn the air conditioner up and put your ears on this. This is Mr. Tim Houston. Probably Tim Houston. This is uh, Heat Mix. I already love this.
Okay, your girl Miss Dramaganza, mm-hmm, check. Lip gloss, check. Mascara, check. I am Indy with the homie K Biddy, check, check. You listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby, and I love you for it. Mwah. Yeah, we back with Mr. Tim Houston, man. That was another slamming joint track, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we uh we had a lot of fun recording this record here in Denver, working with uh Jeff Cannon. Um he's been on a lot of big records and uh yeah, super super great studio, super nice people. We love it over there and we're gonna go back in there and do the next five too. Yeah, that song had a got a great, great, great feeling, man. You know it was one of my favorite artists back in the day and I and I still like today. Um, Who's that? Steely Dan. Oh man, oh man, that's yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's he was before. His, I think he was before right his there. time. I think he was a little bit before his time too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I think they were. You know, they were pretty progressive, but uh, I think that you know the the downbeat and and the guitar work and the vocals is what made it. Uh, Good for everybody, you know. You didn't have to be, you know, like a, a progressive kind of guy. You know, you you could just just really good feeling songs. That's what I think about Steely Dan. Right, right. Well, that's what I was I was thinking when I'm listening to your music, man. I mean, it, it's it's good feeling. I mean, I could see people actually, you know, just riding with the window down, you know, smelling the trees, oh. smelling the grass. You know, it's just a good vibe. You know, good feeling. You wow. Know what I mean? Well, thank you very much. That's much appreciated, Lamont. Well, music is the international language. What can I say? Yes, sir. I think it's the last magic left on earth. Yep, and I tell everybody, boy, if you can get people's head bobbing, then they'll hear what you got to say. If you can't get that, then yes, sir. <laughs> it don't matter what else is happening, man. If you can't get their head right. bobbing, it don't mean nothing. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> yep. Toe tapping and head bobbing. If they're not doing that, then you might as well just stop playing. Yeah, man. I, and I definitely, definitely like your vocal work on that as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So what do you see? What do you guys see coming up? I mean, are you doing any film work, any TV appearances, or are you just going out on the road and tour? Well, mainly... We want to get this next record done, and uh, we're using uh, going to be using a uh, a film company here in Denver to uh, do our first video release, and um, then after that, we're just gonna we're we're looking at some festivals now. Our agent is uh, she's checking on some festivals for us, and uh, did uh, there's a radio show here in Denver. Uh, that stood behind me when nobody would listen to my stuff. And they ended up uh, in their radio station building a live studio. And uh, they had us in last summer to do a live show on TV. And uh, we were getting monster requests for the songs and stuff from like almost 40 countries. Wow. So, yeah, it, they they really stood behind us and, you know, we 
we love the heck out of those guys over there, and they're still behind us. They uh, they regularly spin our songs and talk about the band, and once in a while, you know, I'll call in and say, hey, what's up, you know, check this song out. And, yeah, so some more of that, definitely some festivals, and uh, we got some other shows coming up uh, after our break is over. Uh, here locally in Denver and outside of Denver. And then we're going to uh, try, if we can, to get a little, couple little mini runs going, you know, like hit three or four states and then come back for a few weeks and then go back out and hit them again. And, and you know, until they know who we are and who, until they want us to come back, you know, every time. So that's pretty much our goal. Take over the world, basically, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's my company's that's my company's slogan. World movement is moving the world with our music. So that's what we all oh, about man. over here. I love it. I love it. Love it. That's what we all about over here. So definitely let us know. You know, when you come to this neck of the woods, man, we'd like to come out. Oh, and see I will, you, man, and you know, spend some time. I absolutely with the band. will. For sure, we gonna look forward to that. We got uh we're gonna play uh them bones, uh, Tim. Okay. That's All right. uh go ahead. I was just gonna say that's uh one of those roll the dice songs, you know. If you if you don't roll the dice, you ain't got a chance. It's like the lottery. If you if you don't play you can't win. So roll them bones and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chuckling over here, man, because you know I say, dog, boy, I gotta, I'm gonna win the lotto one day because I've I never won anything, you know, and, right. and I say, well, but I gotta play though. But then if I play, I might lose, and then if I lose, I'm not gonna be happy because I feel like right. losers lose, and I'm not a loser, so I don't want to lose. But if I play, I might <laughs> lose, and then I'll be mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know that shit didn't make no sense, but <laughs> no sense. hey, it made sense to me, brother. <laughs> hey, look, it made sense to me too. <laughs> Everybody, this is Tim Houston and them balls. Put your ear on this, y'all know the drill. Fuck 
like to see that one. I would like to see that one live. Yeah, that's our opener. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we open the show with that usually. Try to get them up and dancing right away. That's amazing, man. I think I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I didn't see it like you said it, but you know what I mean? That's what I was feeling. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was feeling. Hey, we're oh, gonna run, yeah, we're going to run it back to back, man. We're going to go ahead and play Broken, man, while I'm feeling the spirit. Awesome. Well, this is the new one. I hope you like it, brother. All right. Well, you want to um, you want to um, tell our listeners about? I mean, you know how you did it—the writing process or what inspired um, the song. Yeah, you know, um, our guitar player Ruben Cisneros was reading a poem in his studio that his wife had written, and uh, the words that she, it wasn't the lyrics to the song, but it was a poem and. Uh, the beginning of this song that you're about to hear, that's what came to his mind. Uh, and he brought it to the band for rehearsal one night. And we just, all of us just started writing our parts. I took off and came back to my house up here in the foothills and uh, spent a couple days trying to uh, figure out what would be, you know, some good lyrics for it because I, I just love the melody and uh, I came back with them and uh, I sang them the song and everybody didn't throw things at me so I thought I was <laughs> on the right track <laughs> and uh, yeah we got it together in about two weeks and then we shot right in the studio I called and booked some time and uh, we went in and recorded it and it was the last song we recorded for this uh, disc that's called Unfinished Business. And the song ended up being called Broken. I love it, man. I love it. All right, everyone. You know what we like to say. Let the windows down, turn the air conditioned up, put your ears on this. This is Tim Houston Project, y'all. This is Broken. This is the new thing. So y'all got to get ready. Go get it.
that was short, man. We're like down to the last minute or so of the show, man. I want to give you the opportunity to let everybody know where to go get at you. All right. Well, I I really, really appreciate you having me on your show, man. I, it's, it, it's a super nice thing. Thank you very much. And if uh, you want to find out what's going on with us, uh, get on Facebook and go to the Tim Houston Project group page. And we tell you everything on there. Please join our club, and um, we'll let you know everything that's going on before it's going on, where you can come and see us, what we're releasing, where we're going next to play. I tell them everything. Even if I stub my toe that day, I tell them about it. So, yeah, if you go to Facebook, Tim Houston Project group page, and uh, join or just tag along and and listen there's songs up there there's video up there there's live video up there and there's a video of keep the song that we played earlier and yeah i i would just like to thank everybody out there for listening we much appreciate it and we love you all and and thanks uh lamont for letting us be on man it's it's uh it was fun we appreciate you too, man, and good luck, man. And you got some dynamite music, man, and um, we're gonna be checking for you, man, and we're gonna have you back on, man. But for those who joined us late, this will be available everywhere right now, so ain't no reason for you Absolutely. not to hear this show. Thanks again, Tim, and uh, we'll be yeah. in touch, man. Awesome, I will be in touch, my friend. Take care, Lamont. Have a great weekend, brother. The same to you. This is Tim right. Houston, Take care everybody. Now. All right, thank you, sir. All right, bye-bye now, (laughs) y'all. See you guys next week, you know, same time, 2 p.m. Wednesday. You know, worldmovement.com, you know, type us in, you know, stay in touch. World movement, everything. And, you know, we like to say, moving the world without music, that's the international language. That's the only thing that I know that I could elicit any type of any emotions, man, make you feel good, make you happy, all that. All that. So you have no excuse, you know, not to feel good. I'm going to see if I can sneak this one in by my friend Poo Poo Man from the Parliament Funk of Delic people. <laughs>